Hello, Billy Reeves here. Welcome to the first K-Scope podcast of 2020. God Sticks, the new studio album, is out on February the 7th. There's already been a video up for the first single, Denigrate, and now there's one up for this one, Surrender.
Surrender, God Sticks, from the forthcoming album, Inescapable. Emergence, I guess, was proper metal, a little bit more industrial and progressive influence on the Faced With Rage album. A little bit more melody, phrasing, vocal performance, adding to the heaviness of this one. And it also fascinates me that people playing such heavy, progressive rock can be such charming, pleasant people. I sat down and had a cup of tea with all the members of Godsticks. You'll hear from Tom, Dan and Gavin, and first Darren Charles, the frontman, as to why they're not leather-clad and covered in tattoos. You're right, there's a lot of like, you know, people in heavy metal and things like, oh, we're just really the sweetest people you can meet. I'm not saying that we are, because when we open our mouths... (laughs) Well, I don't think I've got the physique or looks in order to um, carry it off. I, I haven't got tattoos. Uh, they're not unique anymore, really. They used to yeah. be sort of unique. Now it's like, um, yeah. well, they're ubiquitous. I would have one. The only one I would have had, as I've mentioned, was that I've always wanted to have one wonder there just to say, uh, you'll be dead soon. <laughs> to remind you. Yeah. See, that. See, yeah. you, he was the only one who didn't laugh then because you knew where I was yeah, coming yeah. from, didn't you? Writing is very common, though. Yeah. I, would, common. I didn't have it done. As in, as in what my mum means by common, you know. I might as well have just had a post-it note. That's what I mean. Like, so, and <laughs> yeah, I didn't write it on there. So I didn't do it, but I, if I had to have a tattoo... A cell body. That's last one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. What's, so you first, Tom. What is different and what's the same about this new Gothstick's record? Um, I think the the biggest difference I think uh, that we tried to be as prepared uh, like as possible as 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 possibly possibly could be before we went and did the recording, but then of course at the last minute just saying oh no why don't why do we change that bit to to something else why don't we do that on something different so everything was kind of everything was prepared and not prepared and so we have this I, what what I think is like a good mix of having everything kind of arranged and uh, kind of uh, pieced together quite well but with these nice little kind of like well I guess only bits that we would know as uh, as kind of like yeah. improvised in the moment and then kind of uh, and you just pop those in like that and I think it makes a nice mix. Was that the, well, that's from the band's point of view then mm. so what about from the listener's point of view how is it different and how is it the same? We still got the, the raw heaviness there from emergence I think there's a lot more progressive aspects that have been introduced. What about the studio? Why was that such a... Why is why Casecoat making such a big deal of the, the studio and the producer on this one? Well, because they spent the money. Apparently, some big bands have uh, recorded there before. All right. Uh, is it Oasis? Or just there, yeah, there was was that different pressure uh, saying okay we want you to do this and we want it to be delivered by then and you're going to be A&R'd by this fellow Johnny is there different pressure you in doing it, it on your own last time maybe there was a little bit more pressure because it was a, a little bit different in the circumstances we used to but this time we had plenty of time really all right okay we, we la- when we did the last album it was all pretty much written demoed and recorded before case got we even heard it and that, that was quite unusual oh, for them of course yeah yeah but this time, Johnny especially proved really helpful for me. For me. He came down here and spent a day with me once. Right? Once I wrote mm-hmm. all the demos, he came down and he was passing on it 
insights that I hadn't really thought about before. And usually I never thought that I would take anyone else's. I always listen to what people say. I always imagined when I was younger that if a record company, someone from a record company said, hey, I think you should try this, or I think you should try that, I always imagined myself, fuck you. <laughs> you know, and it actually, but, I, and, but that's not because my attitude has changed, because actually i got actually a lot of respect for what he says, yeah. and because he's sort of a musician himself. Yeah. What he said, it was, wasn't like, it wasn't vague. If it was vague, I think you should this should sound bigger, or you know, or that should sound you know a little bit more reserved. That'd be different. But he had very specific ideas. And it's also you're here when you speak to people, when you speak to friends and fans and and venue promoters and stuff, and you're you're looking for feedback on your music. You're hearing so many different points of view. Yeah. Because if it goes down to just that one crucial point of view, well, he would use he could do an impression of how I would sing a line, for instance, right. which I I took as an insult in a lot of ways, <laughs> yeah. in that you know. He, Obviously, I delivered in a certain way, which I don't mind. I also got a certain yeah. style. But he, one of the things that he did for me was pointed out that I, he said that I had, he thought that I had a comfort zone, which I sang. Yeah. And that's not strictly true, but there was a range I thought that I sounded better in. Yeah. It wasn't that I was more comfortable singing. I just thought I didn't. I th- thought it sounded shit if I sang higher. Yeah. And he encouraged me. He said, no, that's not the case at all. He said, and he pushed, pushed the me. envelope. He, yeah, he did. And, yeah. It, uh, and I would argue that even impartial, I would say it's probably my best vocal performance out of all the records. what everybody did you said singer first right? and I do wonder I spoke to Bruce Sword about this is that recently he was thinking of himself as singer songwriter guitarist in that order mm. now and producer maybe you know remix or whatever but whereas he before he considered himself a guitarist you know a kind of nerd that sang a bit and he, yeah. and that was and it, it's become more important to him has it become more important to you then? yeah oh, that's a that's a fair analogy really there is it probably is yeah when it comes to this band, I always describe myself as a guitarist. If you ask me what I do, I would say I'm a guitarist. Well, virtuoso guitarist. I wouldn't go that far. Like one of the philosophies behind the album that we all agreed on from the start uh, was that we wanted to make sure, we wanted to strip everything back and make sure that the just the bare bones of the song, like the melody, of drums and rhythm guitar, they were strong enough, before adding any overdubs or anything like that, that they were going to be strong enough to stand on their own. I think you're called Godsticks, right? Check me on this. Because it's like a reference to poo sticks, <laughs> where, where we're tossed, where we, where we as in human beings are tossed into the river by the deity. Right? We are merely god sticks in a race, in a human race, to see if we can get the other side That's of the bridge. The beautiful, but yeah. playthings 
of Dirty. Have I that's got it, that right? Got it. I, like, on, yeah, I like that. I couldn't have put it better yeah. ourselves. In fact, that's probably ended that discussion quite quickly because yeah. that is verbatim exactly what I was about <laughs> to say. I think I'll, I'll say <laughs> Have I let light into magic there? You are, in, in a sense. That is the new reason why we call it. We're just thrown into a river. Yeah, yeah as by dirty to yeah. race and liking postings. That is now the new official reason right, why we okay. call Godstick, so I'm not going to read any further. Well, should be two words then. Can we live along the water? I don't
Sticks. That's the acoustic version of Breathe from the Burning Shed exclusive bonus disc. And before that, you heard a clip of the first single from the album, Denigrate, which features Daniel Tompkins on BVs. Godsticks begin a tour in April, on the second in Cardiff, the third in London. See you at that one in Camden Town. Fourth in Edinburgh, fifth in Manchester. My thanks to Darren, Dan, Gavin and Tom. Now, it's not very often any record label can say one of their acts has an exhibition on at London's Barbican. But, of course, Tangerine Dream have. It's called Zeitraffer Barbican Music Library Exhibition. Zeitraffer being German for time-lapse, as in time-lapse photography. The exhibition is free, uncovered photographs, videos, original synths, cassettes, vinyl which reveals London's key role in the international breakthrough of Tangerine Dream in the 70s. Now, the 2020 lineup are releasing an 11 track album to coincide with said exhibition. The album is coming out on K Scope and is entitled Recurring Dreams. This is Phaedra 2014.
Tangerine Dream, Phaedra 2014. Out now, Daniel Kavanagh from Anathema, a 2020 extended edition of his intimate 2017 masterpiece, Monochrome. Two brand new songs thereon and four new studio recordings. This is the acoustic version of The Silent Flight of the Raven Winged Hours.
Daniel Kavanagh. And a reminder that Anathemas, we're here because we're here. 10th anniversary tour takes place from the 6th to the 24th of March across Europe. Anathemamusic.com for more details. Other live dates, Gong have just announced a UK tour in November, Tesseract at the end of March and into April are in South America. Ed Wynn from Osric Tentacles playing UK dates in April and May. Stephen Wilson, of course, European Arena Tour in support of his forthcoming album, The Future Bites, has been announced for September. No Sound play a show at the Park Villa Theatre in the Netherlands on the 20th of March. Clone are on tour in France with Leprous in March and April, a track from their current album coming up. And K-Scope's new signing, Jonathan Hulten, will join Chelsea Wolfe on tour, uh, opening for her Birth of Violence acoustic tour in the UK and Europe in March 2020. Tickets going fast. They're playing at the Alexandra Palace Theatre on Sunday, March the 22nd. See you there. So, Jonathan, the enigmatic Swedish Grammy Award-winning songwriter, has released the first single, an amazing self-made illustrated video for his solo album, Chance from Another Place. This is entitled The Mountain. Moonlight shines brightly Laying bare an unseen path Of hopes and dreams That all had gone away I've seen promise in the dark from the shadows I bathe in time we never had Walking up the mountain into the big red sun
Chance from Another Place. That's entitled The Mountain. The album is out on K-Scope on the 13th of March. Now, as mentioned, Clone are on tour in France in March and April. And congratulations are in order to Clone for picking up the Best Album Cover Award last week, voted for by the supporters and fans of Art Vinyl. My dear friends Scott and Beach from K-Scope picked up the prize in London on behalf of Francesco Della Otto, who created the beautiful image on the cover of the album Le Grand Voyage. This is Clone the Bruce Sword Mix of Yonder Do. Please like, subscribe and share wherever you find the K-Scope podcast. Always grateful for you being there as we head into another decade. Very grateful to the artists for creating this great music and, of course, for their time. Keep music independent. See you soon. Ta-da. We have to live Just you and I In this red, blue yonder and real and wide Leave the sweet inception Until we die Leading us together On the other side